Welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls, to another Ingles and Ian presented by CowboysRightForFree.com. And as always, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ian. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing good. We've we've done it. Week zero is here. And in eight days, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will take on the Central Michigan Chippewas, who are on a five-game winning streak, by the way. <laughs> Third longest in the nation currently. <laughs> Yeah, is that really saying much? Like, you know, the only reason Georgia isn't there is they lost to Bama in the uh, uh, SEC title game. I mean, that's the only way you can – it works. It, that's just how it is. Just don't don't question it. Don't don't think about it. Don't worry about it. It's all it's, – it's a good streak that they have. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, and they got some, you know, let's see. They, last year they lost to Mizzou week one. Uh, they lost to LSU week three and Miami, Ohio week five. And then they went out, you know, Northern Illinois in October. Yeah. So they don't exactly have a stellar resume from last year. They just managed to get the easy stuff at the back end of the schedule. But before we get into all this stuff, so I'm a little perturbed right now. So I am one of those schmucks who actually bought one of those pieces of turf that Oklahoma State was selling from old Boopick, the old Boopickens turf. And so in my apartment complex, we have a package room. And it's one of those things where all the packages pretty much that get delivered go into that room, right? Which when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, that's a neat idea. Not so much when you have 400 units worth of apartments going into one spot. <laughs> like I was looking for that thing for like 20 minutes a day. I still can't find it. So I guess go back, rummage around tomorrow, and hopefully find something. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That is, that is bonkers, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, and I just hope it actually did get delivered, right? Because, I mean, the UPS said it got delivered. So here's hoping I don't have to like fight for it or not get this, you know, stuff I want. So, I mean, I hope, hopefully you do, man. Cause that, that's, that sucks. Got a lot of good memories of watching games on that, that turf. I wonder if they'll show me like where on the field it was. <laughs> Maybe they give you like a photo and it's like right here. That's where it was. It'll be like, like we're the out of the visitor's tunnel or some BS like that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> uh, yeah but man football's here we got real football starting this week Oklahoma State starts next week um, so that kind of brings me the first thing I want to cover is so the, the Big 12 title odds are out and I don't know I mean Vegas knows what they're doing but some of these odds are just too thin for me like OU a plus 190 what Texas, side are you looking at Oh, where to pull it from? Oh, oh, it's not saying because I pulled it off another blog. Okay, I'm just gonna pull up FanDuel, but go read off your list. Um, OU is plus one ninety, Texas plus two fifty, OSU plus four fifty, Baylor plus six fifty. Like, I, I still like. I, I'm just not. I'm not buying OU right now. Like they lost so much 
offensive coaching talent. I mean, even though he was the head coach, Riley was essentially running that offense. They lost their offensive coordinator and a bunch of other people lost two quarterbacks, wide receivers. Like there's, they're just going to be depleted on offense unless their defense in one year makes a giant turnaround. They're just not going to be that great. So I don't see that. Texas being plus 250 is laughable. Uh, Oklahoma State at four, plus 450, I think is okay at best. I mean, I, I think a lot of these odds should be a lot longer for the top three. May, I mean, Baylor plus 650 makes the most sense. Like That's when they start making the most sense to me. Okay, so what I've seen from national media and everything and if there is anything if there's anything we should know as oklahoma state people oh you just they just win there's no explanation for it especially the past couple years and i think a lot of people are anticipating that there's going to be no drop off and i don't know how to feel about that because i think they could they could easily go 10 and 2 and win it all or the Big 12 championship or they can go 7 and 5 lose to Nebraska or 8 and 4 somewhere in that area right texas but this is, but this is also seen, you got to remember like i don't know how okay so this is according to caesars okay uh that's where, where it's from but i mean the question is how much quick and early stupid money has moved these lines so that is something so i don't know uh if these are like the exactly where um they opened at but you know texas always gets a lot of hype from their you know rich fans and especially there is a lot of hype right now second year for sark and you know yours and all that stuff so i get it but it's still it's crazy to me that texas is plus 250 well again you gotta you gotta consider the money coming in and i think oklahoma and texas would be the two teams that would get the most money so that's why their odds are the two highest this is on fanduel mm -hmm. it's oklahoma plus 190 they have texas at plus 300 and then oklahoma state and baylor at plus 550 okay oklahoma state at plus 550 sounds a lot better to me I mean, the, yeah, they're in a five and a half to one to win. So that's that's not terrible, right? I mean, it's, yeah, we got a lot of question marks like everybody else, but it's not like we're a two to, you know, a two to one favorite to win. So that feels better to me in general. Uh, but still, it's just, man, those two numbers are just really big. The one that's interesting to me, if I was going to like, take a long shot bet is West Virginia plus 3,500, like a $10 oh. bet, $10 bet there, especially with, uh, was that JT Daniels from Georgia mm -hmm. coming along in West Virginia, you know, they're, they're decent. Yeah. I'm, I mean, they're decent. I just, the, the, the big 12 is so tough to predict this year. Cause I think you could see, I think we, five teams win it. I think you can see Oklahoma win it. I think you can see Texas win it. I think you can see Oklahoma State win it. I think you can see Baylor win it. And I think you can see Kansas State win it. On FanDuel, West Virginia is at plus 2,000. Kansas State is at plus 1,200. 
I think I'd be more inclined to bet on Kansas State than I would West Virginia. That's just me. They're, if I they're if I'm like looking at the money, I think it's, uh, oh I think OU in Texas mainly OU OU is a very safe bet, and I think that's why it's getting a lot of money right now. That's that's just me. So you're saying on FanDuel, West Virginia is plus two thousand? Yeah. Wow, that's a big gap. Because I'm looking at Caesars right now. They're still plus 3,500. I'll go take a look at that real quick. That is huge. And then I might look at DraftKings here in a sec just to see how um, how far they are apart. Yeah. That feels... If one sportsbook hasn't... That's, that's a money... That's a value bet right there. That is an absolute... Especially if they're that far off and you're getting... An extra fifteen to one on your bet—that's that's really big. Yeah, I just I don't know how I feel about Neil Brown as a coach. I don't know if I like him or not. So that that's kind of what keeps me hesitant. I can't pull it up because I don't I don't have a, like a log in there. Let me check DraftKings. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you're they're normal not uh they're normally not that far apart. Yeah, I thought that was weird that West Virginia was um, at 3,500. I'll just pull it up on my phone real quick, what the odds are. But, I mean, if you were going to go for win totals, I mean, if we want to do that, I'm glad to go down that rabbit oh, hole with you. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think I see – I don't see West Virginia winning the conference. Well, I don't see them winning it either, but I feel like – the value is there. Like, I don't think they're a 350 to one long shot to win the conference. Are they a 200, 200 to one shot to win the conference? That sounds more reasonable, right? Especially with how random we're expecting the big 12 to be, because there are so many question marks across the entire conference. So th- that's what I'm saying. It, like it's worth, it's worth a 10 or $20 flyer. And if you're right, you make, you know, seven grand. You know, it's not too bad for twenty bucks. West Virginia on DraftKings is at plus twenty five hundred. Wow, that's some big spreads. Yeah. I wonder if Caesars is just not getting enough action to like move the lines. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see. But you never know. You you never you never really know. So, I think at the end of the day, I think my. I've changed this, I think, a couple times, but I think my conference prediction is uh, Baylor and Kansas State this year. Uh, Yes, that has been your prediction, and I'll be happy when you're wrong. (laughs) I I think I'll get one of them right. Because I think that's how that usually goes. I think I'll get one of them right. (laughs) Ooh, we can do futures. Ooh. Well, here you go. Tally site has West Virginia, and I don't know who provides their odds. I don't remember. Uh, but they're plus four thousand on tally site. Hey, that's something. I think I did. I pick a couple futures already. Let me see what I did. Okay, so I made these in July, but I picked Baylor as my big uh, twelve champ. That was at six hundred. I do. I go all the way on the Kansas State train. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm very tempted, because I think they're going to be pretty good, but I don't want to overhype them too much, so I think I'm going to stick with Baylor. Oof, man. Okay, so it's like 
a consensus. So it shows like Bet MGM, Caesars, DraftKings, FanDuel, and points back when you look at the um the sportsbook odds on tally. Yeah, they're Oklahoma State's ahead of some pretty good teams in terms of the national odds. Plus eight thousand to win the natty. It's worth a ten dollar flyer, I think. Wow, interesting. On tally site, Texas has better odds to win the Natty than OU does, even though well, they're, huh? I, I don't think that's wrong. Because if anything, I think I would favor Texas over OU in that scenario. Because I just think that offense is really, really good. Right, but Texas. you know, but they're tied to win the Big Twelve right now. They're well, but right now OU is predicted to to win the Big Twelve according to their odds. Well, yeah, that again, it makes sense. <laughs> go with the devil, you know, and go with the team you know that's won like the four out of the last five. Uh, I didn't know they spread odds this large. The Troy Trojans plus five hundred thousand. <laughs> that's a fifty thousand to one bet. Well, <laughs> I saw on Fanduel. So there's Oklahoma at plus 450. They have the sixth best odds, and USC is ahead of them by 140. So you, you can get USC at 340, Oklahoma at 450 to win them. Oh, no, this is to go to the playoff. Oh, to go to the playoff, nice. And Texas is at 900. National Championship, Oklahoma is at 5,000, Texas at 8,000. Wow, Tally site has enough 4,000. I think that's like consensus is what that is. I think. I, I don't know for sure. So here, here's the real question. Is this the year that Nebraska finally turns it around? I think they make a bowl game. Well, that would be something for them because you got to figure this is uh, his, the coach's last season unless they, uh, unless they at least do something worthwhile. I mean, here's the deal. I like Casey Thompson. And I think them him going to Nebraska is huge for that program. I think they have pieces. And so, I mean, I'll be honest. The Big Ten East is kind of weak. So I think there's a chance. And I think they have a pretty favorable schedule. I'll look down real quick. Uh, I think they win against Northwestern. They beat North Dakota. And they beat Georgia Southern. They're already 3-0 and heading into that Oklahoma game. And I think you could convince me that Nebraska could beat OU. Let's just let's say that's a loss for now. Indiana is a win. Rutgers is a win. Purdue, I'm not sure. Let's say that's a loss. They're already five and two. Illinois is probably going to be a win. So that's six and two. And then you have Minnesota, Michigan, Nebraska, and Iowa, which I think they could win one of those. So I think they could get to seven and five. They can get to seven and five, I think. And maybe they could be better. Because they could beat Purdue. You can make a case for them beating Purdue. You can make a case for them beating Minnesota. You can make a case for them beating Iowa. Maybe Wisconsin, I'm not sure. I don't think they beat Michigan, though. So Nebraska's ceiling, I think, is 9-3. and three, And their floor is 4-8. and eight. <laughs> Which I could say that about any team. But I think they're going to go like 7-5 this year. Okay, so here, here you go. So I tweeted at, uh, at our buddy uh, Stats of War. Uh, so the difference between a plus 3,500 and a plus 2,000 is a 
4.76% chance to a 2.8% chance. So it's only a 2.2% chance difference, even though it's an extra 15 to 1. And why is Baylor trending? Did you? Did I what? I'm looking at your picks right now. <laughs> Those future picks. I got like I got a homer pick a little bit, okay? I was just surprised by the Michigan State pick. I like and Smarty. the Nebraska pick. You're not gonna go Ohio State is maybe the best team besides Alabama in the country. And I also think I misclicked there. Uh yeah, that was definitely a mistake. <laughs> Oklahoma State's a reasonable Big Twelve pick. Oh Michigan State is the big ten winner. I, I the, the the one I took big was the SEC winner. Yeah, that no, that's not happening. That is not <laughs> happening whatsoever. Do you think Tennessee can beat Georgia? I don't know. I like I like I like what I've seen out of Tennessee recently. And here's the thing is Georgia, they lost what? I mean, Grant, they're always gonna be good, but they lost how many off defensive starters to the, the NFL? I mean several. A lot. I mean like six, right? Or some something yeah. crazy. I mean, that's you can't but it's it becomes the thing with Oklahoma where they're going to reload. Well, yeah, and but even reloading I mean, is like thing with Oklahoma being as high as they are is because they know how to reload. But here, but here's my thing with OU that is different than most reloading situations is through. I mean, essentially for 21 years, right? It was like a really consistent coaching staff. Because, you know, it was Stoops, you know, offensive coordinators were pretty much the same. Then Riley came along and then he kept the offense. A lot of it was the same. And now so much of the offensive staff is gone. So a lot of the reload is continuity issue. Like, I think the issue with them reloading this year is continuity more than talent. Okay. And they lost a lot of talent. Uh, especially like, um, you know, I just all, I also think they just got a lot of talent back. I just, yeah. I, I, I can't do the thing where we, you know, we, we're, we 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 do not like OU. Well, yeah, I know but, you're but, not saying that, but I just, I feel like you have to hold them a little higher than you would other teams because you know that they can reload, and I think that they'll reload, and I think they could finish anywhere between. Right, well, but I have uh, preseason bowl projections. I haven't going to the Cheez-It Bowl, and I don't feel confident about that at all. Right, I'm, I'm just like looking over what they lost in terms of. I'm just in terms of stars mm-hmm. and what they're getting back in, and almost all of it is four stars leaving and three stars coming in. I mean, I'm not saying they're not, you know, great. I'm just looking at, you know, just how they are. You know, Mario Williams gone, Caleb Williams gone, uh, T. Roof gone, uh, Jeffrey Johnson. He's coming in. He is a four star. Uh, uh, McCutcheon gone. You know, there's just all these. Cody Jackson, another four star receiver gone. Plus. You know, they were supposed to have a what one or two, like a four star and a five star receiver who are supposed to come in that are gone. So a lot of that reload isn't coming in this year. I just, and again, I think this is more of a coaching continuity issue than than talent. 
So I really, that is why I'm just like me, like, are they probably going to be in the top two or three of the big 12? Yes. Do I see them going eight and four? No, but I just don't see them as this one loss potential college football playoff team. I just, I don't see that because of one talent lost, loss of talent acquisition and loss of coaching staff. You know, losing Riley is going to be a big deal. I mean, they said the same thing about Stoops, but the program was in a little better shape. And I don't think OU is going to make the playoff. If anything, if they win the Big 12, they'll just go to the Sugar Bowl, and that's that. If OU I, wins, if OU wins the Big 12, they'll be in the playoff. Huh? I mean, I can see a scenario where the Big 12 cannibalizes itself, and then you have like a 9-3 and three champion. I don't think that's far out of reach. Yeah, I mean, that is – I can – I could see that as well. But if it's like a one loss OU, I mean, that's going to be easy college football playoff. Yeah. I mean, we'll Well, see. Well, this is when, this is when and where like the politics of the CFP will come in because I guarantee you, because even though OU will have a better schedule, if it's OU and USC. So say we have something like last year where you got Georgia and Bama, right? Which, there's a really good chance that Georgia and Bama could get into the CFP, right? Good chance of that. Then you have, say, Ohio State goes undefeated. They're in. So you have a one-loss USC or, well, especially for this example, one-loss USC and a one-loss OU, you know USC is getting in. Like, even though OU could have all the better metrics, you know USC is getting in just on the politics and the optics of it all. First season, new coach, da-da-da. You know, ESPN is going to be pushing those buttons for all those storylines. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, I could see, you know, if, if everything breaks right, I could see a one-loss OU not making the CFP. Yeah. I mean, well, it also, I think it de- really depends on, on a shoot. I think Nebraska for them. If Nebraska becomes a big win or not, could come down to it. Yeah, I I really think it could. Right now we're turning into like the uh, the general football. Well, I mean, let's let's look at it. Uh, Rice still win. They'll be well. I don't know. USC, Stanford. Who knows? As a state, Oregon. The back half of their schedule gets. Pretty well, no, I take that back. They are pretty. USC's schedule is really weak outside of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they beat. Okay, don't sleep on Fresno State, brother. Don't sleep on Fresno State. They have a good. I don't think they're going to beat USC, but I think it's going to be a little too uh, comfortable. Fresno State always plays plays people tough. Like they don't generally win, but they always play a hard non-conference schedule. I'll give them that. So I think USC goes ten and two. I think they lose to uh, US or to Utah and Notre Dame. I think those are the only two. Well, maybe there's one mixed in there, but they have Washington State at home. Maybe that UCLA game is that third loss, and they lose two right off or the la- their last two of the season. That wouldn't surprise me, but I think. Well, mm-hmm. in USC has uh, yeah the UCLA game has trap written all over it, right? Yeah. Uh, well, ex- well, especially if they're having a good season, you know, if they're like one loss rolling in there, like, cause one loss USC will be, or me, yeah. Say, so say they're, they've only lost to Utah, 
right? Going to that UCLA mm-hmm. game, you're probably talking a four to six s- slot kind of thing, depending on how everything breaks breaks around it. You know, maybe eight at the top. And that UCLA has trap written all over it. Yeah, well, we say that, but if they're prepared for it, like, because that's a rival for them. Yeah, but, but you they, got Notre Dame yeah. coming to town. And you know, the especially, like I said, if they're rolling in there, uh, one loss, the hype is going to be unreal. You know, especially with just how, you know, how ESPN is just going to be just, just, just doing all sorts of things to USC and hyping them up to, you know, and then you, they're going to be like, Oh, we just got to go on the road, take care of business, UCLA, get Notre Dame at home. That is trap all over it. I think so. And we'll see down the line. Maybe that game doesn't matter. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's, if it does matter, that's when, um, yeah, that's when the trap, because but if they're like, there are three losses going in that game. They won't be as big a deal. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I'll tell you this. Utah, I'm just going to give you my four, my playoff four right now. Ready? All right. Alabama one, Clemson four, Ohio State two, Utah three. I think the national championships, Alabama and Ohio State, I'm going to go with Alabama. But Ohio State winning wouldn't shock me either, but I'll go with Alabama. Let me go chalk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I Utah could easily do it. They, you know, they're really good. Uh, it, it really depends on the Florida game. If they, if they lose that game, I'm no longer. That that sets the table because I think they can out physical Oregon. I think they can out physical USC. They're better than, I think they're better than a lot of the teams on their schedule. So I mean, I, I mean, Utah proved last year that they they're really good. Yeah, but you know, in the swamp, that first game, and there's no telling what Florida's going to be. That's that's really the hard part about a lot of this is there's been so much turnover and rosters can change so fast that it's hard to tell what Florida's going to be. I mean, they're going to beat San Diego State. They'll beat ASU. They'll beat Oregon. It should be UCLA. They should be USC. The only, like, as things sit right now, the only team that might, like, they should beat every team on their schedule. They will be, I would be shocked if they're not favored, favorites in every single game right now. Okay. I think there's a list of that. Like, the teams that are, there's like an old Brett McMurphy tweet about the teams that are, favorites in every single game i think one of them might have been utah uh. hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ooh, man, that Florida-Utah game uh, is tighter than I thought it would be. Utah minus two. Okay, so this is from Brett McMurphy. Six schools projected to be favored 
in every single regular season game, Air Force, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, OU, and Utah. Yeah, the, I mean, look, it's at the Swamp. The Swamp is a very intimidating environment. Uh, that doesn't – and also, like, we don't know squat right now. So I don't blame the odds makers for making that bet as low as it is. I mean, Florida at two and a half is very appealing because they are a home dog. So I do not blame uh, that pick at all because when you look at the money line, I mean, Florida is just barely – plus 105 i can make a case for both bets <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so let, let's uh shift focus a little bit so central michigan oklahoma state oklahoma state minus 21 the the line i'm curious at is the uh over under at 58 that seems well i mean it's, it's always weird first game of season right because there's no preseason to really knock off rust mm-hmm so the real question is, but you don't expect Oklahoma State's defense to be better. They'll still probably be good, but you don't expect them to be better. I expect their offense to be at least have a better pace than most of last year. So I could see, uh, you know, easily. I also don't see 21 point spread. I could easily see like put me in there like, 12 to 14 range and I'd be happier taking that line. But even then, if it's, I could easily see like, th- you know, 38, 30, you know, and pretty, pretty easily, you know, that kind of score, maybe, you know, central Michigan is, you know, score some in garbage time, but that line to me is interesting. Let's go ahead and look at, I'm trying to see some real quick. Let's look at the last couple of non-conference game scores. Non-conference. Okay. 23-16 for Missouri State. This is from 2021. Let's do the math on that. 23 plus 16, that's 39. Under. 28 plus 23, 51. Under. 21 plus 20. Under. Let's go to 2020. Tulsa. 16 plus 16 to seven under. Oh, wait, that's the only one. <laughs> right. Well, the other thing is like well, Boise State, you really can't count that. We had one scholarship receiver. Come on. Like, that doesn't really count. And I, they, just play saying, the game. they play the game. Right. But looking What's back at it, for Missouri State, that was like, just bad. That was just bad. And then Tulsa, what's the excuse there? I, this game okay. screams under. This this game screams like tw- it screams twenty four to seventeen. Honestly, I'm I'm hammering Central Michigan and I'm hammering the under. I'll do I'm doing that right. right now. Yeah, um, I'm doing it too. <laughs> I can't trust this team in non con man because I've done that two years in a row. That's not worked out. And the one that's intriguing to me is the backyard brawl. I don't like. Oh yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think West Virginia wins it, but I think it's tighter than seven and a half. Oh no. I think West Virginia wins that game. Okay. I think they yeah. absolutely win that game. I don't, I don't like Pitt this year. Now it's hard losing your two best two offensive players. Well, and your offensive coordinator now, Pat Narduzzi's like, well, we want to run the ball more, even though 
your offense with Mark Whippleman took you to a Peach Bowl, made you pretty relevant this year. And despite the fact that you lost to Western Michigan to begin the season, you won the ACC championship. And you want to go away from that. That doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. I think they're going to lose to Pitt, or not Pitt. I think they're going to lose to uh, Tennessee. I think they're going to lose to West Virginia. And they're going to go into the season. They're going to go into the season two and two. Go into conference play two and two. I mean, I can see that. I, I just, yeah, that's another one of those teams that I feel like last year was a flash in the pan for Pitt. Like, I really do. Yeah. I mean, obviously with Kenny Pickett gone and George Pickens gone. Yeah. So but I'm going to think they're going I'm gonna to put my money where my mouth is. Well, quote unquote money on tally site. So I'm going to take UTEP at plus 30 and a half here. Against the oh, against, a, I can't. Those spreads are too big. I don't. I don't. I hate messing with them. I don't want to mess with them. Well, I'm gonna bet every Big Twelve game. Well, quote quote, bet every Big Twelve game like I did last year. Oh yeah, uh, I think we need to do that for the right. Uh, but you know, like you know, in that first game, they're gonna come out fired up. That crowd's gonna be hyped, and they're gonna they're going to beat UTEP soundly. Well, yeah, but a 28 point drumming isn't 30 and a half. Yeah, I well, obviously they're going to beat them by more than there. It's going to be like forty-five to seven. Tep had a decent year last year. I did, but I've lost a lot. I mean, I'm not going to disrespect UTEP, the mighty uh, miners down there, but I think I bet uh, North Texas uh, to win that game against them uh, early on. So I think I'm betting against them two straight weeks. I'm okay with that, I guess. <laughs> oh, they lost that New Mexico Bowl. I don't know if I said that they that if they won it or not, but they did not win it. <laughs> <sighs> do we want to do the um a seven on seven draft? Yeah, sure. I will let you make the first pick. And I think I know what this first pick is, so go for it. Uh I will be taking um Brandon Whedon at quarterback. Oh, I thought you were just going to take Barry Sanders right off the bat. <laughs> uh, seven on seven quarterbacks, more important. All right, fair. Um, we'll just screw it. We'll just go. Uh, do, you, do you just want to like let's talk just about our team by position? Okay. Uh, you're taking Whedon. I'll take I'll take Mason Rudolph. You know who I was really thinking about, like if Whedon was gone, corn was- Huh? Corndog? Uh, Choo Choo. Chelf. I was really thinking about him and also I Walsh. I was thinking about... I was like, man, I want to put Shelf in the fullback position somehow. <laughs> make him run like wildcat plays. That's honestly what I was thinking. Alright. Running back. Yeah, I took you one. Snake drafter? Because I don't... I'm going to take Thurman Thomas anyway. <laughs> I want the power back in there. Uh, well, so I uh, then, yeah, number one, because I'm going to take two running backs here. So Barry Sanders, number one. So you're going to take the second a, one. Oh, no, I, mean, I can't take two backs in rows. You're trying to take one. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just going one. I should preface that when I mean seven on seven, I'm meaning like they're still 
tackling each other. Right. I, I, yeah, I figured. Mm -hmm. Okay. Receiver, I'm going to take Justin Blackman, uh, but I'm going to make him go to AA meetings <laughs> once a week. My uh, my second running back is going to be uh, Randall. He comes out and, of the backfield uh, way too well. You can't well. give him a gun. You can't give him – you just have to give him underwear so he doesn't steal it. <laughs> yeah, we're not uh, – I'm not discussing off-the-field issues here. <laughs> so, All yeah. right. Uh, I'm going to take an alignment, uh, Russell Kuhn. Uh, I'll take uh, uh, Dez at the wide receiver. Okay. I'm going to take, I'm going to go to the defense now. Uh, give me uh, Leslie O'Neill, defensive line. Mm, I'll follow suit. I'll take Agba, defensive line. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. I end up on my list. Give me Colin Oliver. Mm. I'll take uh, Brock Martin. I'll take Malcolm Rodriguez. Oh. <laughs> I knew you oh. wanted him. <laughs> okay. uh, any other Oklahoma linebackers besides uh, uh, Devin Harper? Who you know who all? Go uh, ahead. I'll say to round up my wide receivers, I'll take uh, Wallace. Okay, I figured you would. So thankfully, I can have James Washington. Good one. Bolitnikoff winner. Okay, I'm going to jump into the cornerbacks here. Uh, Parrish Cox. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, should probably get rid of the because I I have a list, and if you're taking them, then I'm not taking them. So let me just uh get rid of. I'll take Tevin Jenkins. Mm, good one. Yeah, those are both on my list. I'm going to be in trouble on the offensive line because I. But one, I thought we were just like picking our seven on seven, so I wasn't prepared fully prepared for a draft but but i'm sorry sort of, i, I should have sort of on that uh the offensive line ish area i'm taking uh pettigrew for a tight end okay i'm not taking a tight end i've opted for uh three offensive linemen but i'm gonna draft a quarterback first i'm taking justin gilbert oh yeah gilbert man he's a good one all right i'm gonna finish out the secondary with uh markel martin I like that pick. Hmm. Probably should go double linebacker because what I've done, my system is three, three D linemen, one linebacker, two cornerbacks, and a safety. That's my format right now. So for my safety, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Trey Sterling. Good one. That's a really I, good one. I I've been on the Trey Sterling bandwagon since 2020. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna be taking uh, Ori Lemon for the, the linebacker position. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Defensive line. Well, actually, let me get that old lineman real quick. Let me get uh, my guy Sam Mays. Let me get my guy Sam Mays. Oh, old lineman. It's your turn. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Defensive line. I'm going uh, Brock Martin. I think you already took Brock Martin. That's all right. I already take him. Yeah. Well, then, you know what? I'll stick with this year with going to be two uh, great edge rushers. I'll, I'll go with Colin Oliver on the other side. I already took Colin Oliver. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Like I said, I wasn't prepared full on for a draft and my knowledge of the lot. Like I'm not as encyclopedic about this as I used to be. Why do you think I took 15 minutes before we started to just look over players? <laughs> okay. Well, I think I should give you that time. You should just go look at, go look it over real quick. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll finish this up next week. <laughs> After I have a little bit more time. Uh, Parish Cox. We're still recording, aren't we? I can. I, I'll edit that out. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was just barking. They kept barking. Um, how many how many picks do you need left? Uh, like three. I'll figure it out later. I don't feel okay. like doing it right now. We've been on. We've been recording for a while at this point. Okay, we'll just do part. Why don't you just edit that out, and then we'll or like save it for next week. Yeah, well, we'll I'll figure out what we what I need, and we'll we'll go from there. But yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be like I I think that like just that Weed and Randall connection would be huge out of the backfield, especially you know in that kind of environment. Man, I I like the idea of Rudolph with Blackman. And Washington, where he's got the dual threats right there. And then I like that he has protection with um, Okun and Jenkins. And then also just having Thurman Thomas, which Thurman Thomas, I feel like, doesn't get a lot of respect that Barry Sanders does. Because I think Thurman Thomas was like, nine, no joke, the 1991 MVP of oh, the yeah. NFL. Yeah, he, he's fantastic. It's just, you know it's Barry Sanders. It's, I mean, the greatest, I mean, greatest of all time conversation. Well, I mean, especially for college, he is bar none, the greatest college running back ever. I know and, it is. I know, I know it is. And that's why I kind of, I was like, I'm willing to give him up um, for the rest of the team, because I don't know. I probably shouldn't have, but eh, it is what it is. <laughs> So this is weird. I'm looking at uh looking at our our special teams depth chart right here. So Tanner Brown is our uh place kicker and kickoff. Yep. Uh Hutton. Right, sorry, I looked at that wrong. Never mind. Okay. So Tanner Brown is doing both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And then Hutton cool. is holder and punter. And the goat uh, Tom Hutton. Yeah. And we're also looking at uh Bresley. Wait, would you call him the goat? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Tom Hutton? No, goat. not no no no. Goat punter, at least in my lifetime, it's Quinn Sharp. Well, in my lifetime, it's Pat McAfee, so I don't well, I'm talking Oklahoma State. I'm not talking, talking Oklahoma State. Okay. Okay. I've gotten Hutton to respond to a couple of my tweets on Twitter, so <laughs> makes them go to my Get him on the show, man. Come on, you're Okay, I don't have kid. that much power. You just ask him, like, hey, bro. Hey, come on through. Well, next time we get together, man. It's on. It is. It's on. It is going to be game week. I hate that we're playing on Thursday. I hate Thursday games. I hate them. I, I hate them. I hate them. I but love it. I hate it. I hate it. I love it. I think <sighs> Thursday games are cool. I don't. I've had too many like, 
too many heartbreaks. I think in general, just having a game on a Thursday, then you're free to watch whatever you want the rest of the, the rest of the Saturday. And I think that's great. But I don't know. It's it's just something special for me to like get up Saturday morning, turn on the TV, and just like go for it. You know, like mm, love it, love it, love it, love it. It is really right. cool. So look at the special teams. Uh, granted, he's third string, but you got two Presleys on the kick and punt return as the first and third stringers. That's pretty cool to see. Yeah, I uh, agree. All right. Um, maybe that's something we'll do next time is break down the depth chart. Let's do it. All right. Huh. Let's wrap it up. All right. So next time. Honest to God game week preview. Uh, and then we'll uh, break down some positions that we think are interesting. And yeah, it's going to be back to business as normal because football is back. I will right, we'll see you all next time. Wrong button. Stop recording.